Hey listeners, welcome to our podcast, Alpha Bet You Never Knew That, where three friends chill and talk about all things spooky, but in alphabetical order. Have you ever questioned the unknown? Are you wondering if there's supernatural things lurking out there? Things that are hidden from plain sight? Well, this is a perfect place for you. We are your hosts, Javeria, Maria, and Minnell. And with our new schedule, we are now posting new episodes once a month on Fridays. marks the spot. This episode is about bizarre scavenger hunts that continue to haunt our world and make us go mad searching for hidden treasures. These stories delve into the deep desires of human nature, being curious without caution. Our underlying need to find out more can inevitably destroy us or leave us hungry for more answers. And from that intro, we are talking about a few different stories, basically going into some treasure tales uh, that are really mysterious and have a lot of dark, uh, like, implications to them. So I'm going to start us off. So my story is called The Lost Dutchman Mine. And this one is one of the most famous treasure tales in the history of the American West. Uh, it is shrouded in mystery, and the mine is not only allegedly rich in gold, but is also said to have a curse upon it, leading to a number of strange deaths and people who mysteriously go missing when they attempt to locate the old mine. And this is hidden in the forbidden peaks of the Superstition Mountains in Phoenix, Arizona. And yes, it's called Superstition because it is a rumor that there's a lot of things that mysteriously happen in that area, and there's a lot of Native American land over there, so... It's just very strange. But uh, long before gold was found in these areas, the area actually was uh, owned by the Apache Indians. And when the Spanish arrived in the 1540s, uh, they consider considered this land to be sacred ground. And it was known for the Apaches uh, to be a home for the Thunder God. And this Spanish conquistador uh, group was led by Francisco Vasquez de Coronado. And he basically just wanted to find the seven gold cities of Cibola. So obviously, after landing here, he realized that there was gold in this area. However, the Apaches completely refused to help him. And they told him that if he dared to pass the sacred ground, the Thunder God would take revenge upon him and would cause a lot of suffering and horrible death. So basically, they used to call this the Devil's Playground. And essentially, the Spaniards completely ignored this. And almost immediately, the men began to suddenly vanish to the point where warnings were given to them to never stray more than a few feet away from the rest of the group. And still, because of that, the men still had disappeared and were found dead many days later, and their bodies were completely cut off and they were mutilated. So, whoa, dark. <laughs> yeah, very, very scary. Um, so, because of this response, and obviously because of the what they saw to their own people, the conquistadors finally fled and they completely refused to return to this mountain, which is understandable. But the legend had begun because of this. And a century and a half later, after learning about the gold that was found there, a Jesuit priest named Esibio Francisco Quino actually decided to have a mission to Christianize the Indians and decided to go in that exact area. And so he was trying to find the gold there. But it is not well known 
what had happened after this. Um, they did say that the expedition resulted in the more frustration from the Apache, and of course, they began to prey on all trespassers that entered the area. In 1748, the Peralta family actually obtained the land grant for the superstitions, and this angered the Apache even more, and this led to a bloody massacre over the land. In 1870s, Jacob Waltz, who was known as the Dutchman, and at the time, people used to confuse Dutch people with Germans, and he was actually German, so they just called him the Dutchman, which is why the name is like that. Um, but he was basically going through the mine uh, after, uh, with the help of the Peralta family, and Waltz and his partner Jacob Weiser worked the mine and allegedly hit one, hid one of the gold in that area. And so a lot of people said that Weiser actually disappeared without a trace suddenly. And a lot of speculations were that either Weiser was killed by the Apaches or Waltz killed him because Waltz actually survived this. And a lot of people said within 10 years, uh, Waltz would often appear with his saddlebags filled with riches of gold before suddenly disappearing again into the mountains. And people would often ask him where his gold was coming from and where the mine was. And obviously he wouldn't tell them and he would always give them contradictory answers and directions. But after some 20 years later, he actually died. So nobody actually found out where the mines were. So the legend of the lost mine continued and it, send, and it actually grew more because of this and it got more famous. In 1910, a woman's skeleton was discovered in a cave near the Superstition Mountain and with her were several gold nuggets. And in 1927, a New Jersey man and his son were actually hiking near the mountains when a giant rock rolled over the cliff, crushing his leg as if someone pushed the boulder towards them. And literally a year later, again, two deer hunters were driving off the mountain when someone or something was pushing a boulder down the mountain towards them, too. In 1931. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's really scary. So unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. There's it, like so so many like um so many deaths that just happened with a span of few years yeah and it's like honestly it could be speculated that someone is doing this to everybody just to ward them away but again there's like no solid evidence that anybody was really there so it's kind of all speculation at the moment um, but you said they live there right the tribe yeah the tribe lives there but nobody ever like actually blatantly accused them of doing this which is why it's a little weird but it could be them but they said it could be something so that's a little strange it could be like tied to the legend of the thunder god living there so there's that too but in 1931 adolf ruth a washington dc veterinarian and an avid treasure hunter went missing in the wilderness area of the park uh, that's near the mountains. And in December of that year, archaeologists discovered a skull with two holes in it, which turned out to be roots, and his body was found in the, a month later near a river, along with a treasure map to his original campsite. Uh, what's weird about the story is that the coroner couldn't rule it as a murder, as the holes weren't caused by bullets or any identifiable weapon. Oh, he had, like, holes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he had two holes in his skull. And they what were they? This what we don't know because he like the coroner at the time was like it could have been something else or whatever like he never ruled it as like a weapon that caused those two those holes in those skulls so my god it, it couldn't have been well bullets are like like maybe like a quarter size yeah probably something like that or something mm -hmm. i don't know 
Um, but soon after this, in 1945, a book called The Lost Dutchman Mine was written by Barry Storm, who claimed to have escaped from a mysterious sniper, and Storm speculated that Adolf Ruth might have also been a victim of the same sniper. Um, after Ruth's incident, many victims in search for the Lost Dutchman Mine were found dead, with a mysteriously similar hole found in their skulls. Different incidents report of bodies with a bullet hole in their temples or between the eyes were found. But the weirdest thing about this is that all of them were ruled as accidental or suicide and never searched or thought of as foul play. What? They literally <laughs> had... You should look into it more. Like That's yeah. just like, they're trying to push it aside. Right. I'm interested in the sniper accusation because it's in 1945. Like, where did they have snipers back then, you know? Like, well, yeah. I'm sure they had it. I'm just Well, I mean, not like... Like, it's not a sniper. It would have been, a, like, like, a gun, you know? Like a shotgun I don't know. Or I think they did have it back then. We're not, like, gun experts, so don't come I at don't, us. But <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure they did, but, you know? Yeah, it could have been just the Apache Indians, so. Well, I yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, this was, like, around World War Two, right? Yeah, this was basically after world war ii yeah so there were sniper guns but or guess... yeah after yeah so yeah but because it's, just... it's 1950s <laughs> exactly like it just doesn't make sense why it wouldn't be foul play like even though it kind of seems pretty obvious though but i don't yeah. know that's what's weird about it and then i don't think the apache tribe would have had access to these guns that's interesting too yeah like i wonder how much access they even have to this kind of stuff because i mean that other incident was in 1931 so, like, mm -hmm. were they pretty, like, you know, advanced for, like, all this stuff? Like, did they get all the weapons from, like, the soldiers or something? I don't know. But, mm -hmm. um, but basically, after Root's incident, uh, a lot of people were, yeah, they had holes in their skulls. And a lot of incidences from 1950s and the 60s had avid searchers end up killing their friends in cold blood out of greed for gold. And several searches had actually gone missing or ended up dead as well. And so many skeletons have been discovered around the area, reminding people of the continued pursuit of this elusive gold. So the superstitions are actually now a federal wilderness area and Arizona State Park. So even if the gold was found, it would have been surrendered to the government. So this doesn't really... Uh, prevent people though still today for searching it because it's you know it's too intriguing for people and i guess the mystery and the history around it is too interesting and even though that area has been reported to have extreme temperatures where they have 100 degree weather but then super freezing weather at the night time and a lot of wildlife so the land is really weird but it's also been reportedly haunted because obviously from the deaths that had occurred there it's kind of weird now so yeah, that's my story about the the Dutchman mine. And it's kind of sad, though. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone just kind of dying. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of tragic, but I guess like they never solved it, so it's kind of you know interesting for people to like keep going to it. It's kind of cool. yeah. Wouldn't they want to find out what the tools were like, especially if it keeps happening? Yeah, it's like I a know. pattern like that's mm -hmm. so weird. It's just like they just never went into it. They just closed it and they, or like they ruled them either as like a suicide or like as accidental. But it's like that frequently just doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is like a 
case of fool's gold where everyone's kind of just like after this gold but then they just never get it yeah um well at least that one lady did right when she was like her body her skeleton was discovered and there's like uh nuggets by her yeah like she got it and then she died so she never got to like <laughs> i mean yeah what she found yeah. yeah it's like everybody like that's probably the furthest they go is like they just have it and then they just die like they never get to take it with them except for that one guy um what was his name uh is it waltz jacob waltz he actually apparently got it but then he ended up dying so like nobody knew after that yeah, so he weird. died 20 years later 20 years later yeah he like died of like some illness or something so but he never said where it was mm -hmm. yeah like he always yeah. like like every they said that if some people who even like followed him he would always like turn another direction and they just get lost like they wouldn't know where he was going Super huh. weird. <laughs> i guess that like you like sometimes you know you can find places and things and uh to a particular person and some like you never can find things right yeah i mean because like they they don't want anybody to know you know like they just want to keep it to themselves like keep all that and we don't even know how much gold is in there like they never really told anybody about it like there's just a ton and it's like really valuable i think even today it would have been a lot of gold so i think people even now still go to it but yeah wow this is like really scary and i don't know kind of makes me want to like like go there i mean no like okay fine like just to because it's like a national park right yeah it is so i mean just like not like go after this treasure so to speak but like oh just see the land so do you think you'll die if you go on oh, the God. land or if you like trying to find the treasure oh that's a good question i mean like the conditions are really rough so it's hard like they said it's not impossible because clearly so many people have attempted it but it's like really difficult to do it and then the fact that you're risking yourself to find this gold is like kind of weird and i think that's why people don't understand like you would go to that extent to even try to find it and they still don't know where it is like there's still speculations about it because the mountains are like three thousand feet high so like you can imagine like mm -hmm. how much you can you have to go through just to find yeah. it so it's just crazy and i don't know why people would do something like this personally but yeah. it just sounds absolutely insane you have to be like really good at yeah. doing uh, you know just an exer excursion on its own i wonder if the government found it because they did say that the government seized the land so it's kind of interesting oh, I, I, then maybe <laughs> oh i i think they know i mean they have this like land and they hear so many rumors of gold in it and you know if anyone does find it you have to return it to the government yeah so they so... probably know where it is by now i mean well why can't they like find it <laughs> you know like go ahead and take it off <laughs> or maybe they have yeah that's true just but, okay so it's so you don't think it's like there anymore you think it's just like all cleaned up i mean I mean, now, at this point, I feel like someone should have found it by now. Like, it's not that hard, you know? Like, people uh -huh. can own weapons now, so then if they do find somebody trying to attack them, they can just fight back, you know? It's still a mystery. Mm. But, uh, Maria, do you want to talk about your interesting story? Yeah. 
take it on. Um, so my story is about a curse on an island called Charles Island Curse. Um, it's a legendary tale associated with Charles Island, which is located um, off the coast of Milford, Connecticut in the U.S. According to the story, um, the island is cursed and has been subject to a lot of eerie incidents. Um, and the curse is associated with the Native American legends and pirates that were around at that time and that adds a little bit of mystery. And the curse is said to serve as a warning um, guarding possibly hidden treasures that may be buried on the island. Um, so kind of the same story as Minol's, but on an island. And it goes back to the 17th century when a group of European settlers arrived on the Charles Island and encountered the Native American inhabitants. Um, and then there was like conflict, as there always is. And it led to a violent massacre where both sides suffered a lot and it ended with a lot of Native American deaths and that and in result they placed a curse on the island, um vowed that anyone who trespassed will be like something will like happen to them and they will like, you know, fall into their death and stuff. Um, so over the years, there's been a lot of strange occurrences around the island and people have claimed to heard like ghost sounds, probably from all the people that died from the massacre. We've gone through unexplained phenomena of um, things happening on the island and just having that weird feeling of discomfort and like being watched and stuff in the area. So, a few examples of incidents that have contributed to the belief of the curse. There's been a lot of mysterious deaths. Um, a lot of people have died shortly after trespassing um, and is often a piece of evidence for the curse, but we don't, there's no proof linking the deaths to the curse. Um, and then there's also been unexplained disappearances. People have ventured into the island and then vanished without trace um, people have seen eerie figures where locals have visited and they've seen sightings of ghosts um, oh my or here yeah really scary oh they got an all-in-one experience <laughs> no just gotta go to the island and get everything <laughs> uh, island vacations oh my god no, no. <laughs> island vacation gone wrong <laughs> yeah um so Again, they hear strange noises and sensations, like voices, footsteps, whispers, um, unusual animal behavior too, like animals. There's been accounts of animals acting strangely or being spooked when brought near the island because animals can feel things and know when, you know, bad mm -hmm. things are around. Um, and then some um beliefs of examples of these things there's been a vanished fisherman so a popular story that revolves around this island is that a group of fishermen uh, set out into charles island and mysteriously vanished without a trace according to the legend their boat was found near the island but the fishermen were never found um and it's 
the main evidence of a story of the island's curse and its power to make people disappear. And then a second story is the Lost Treasure Seekers, where a group of treasure hunters um, came on these the island and was trying to find the hidden pirate treasures. And as the story goes, the treasure seekers became disoriented and lost within the island. They got kind of crazy and they were never found. Wait, um, they were never, they were trying to search for the treasure, but like they never returned back to the mainland. No. So mm-hmm. th- I think the last people heard of them were that they they were going to island to find the treasure. <laughs> they never returned. They never returned. Wow. Unfortunately. So they basically are punished for their greed. Wow. Um, And then some instances of mysterious deaths. That was the drowning victim where people have actually drowned while attempting to swim from the mainland to Charles Island. So it's like not just the island, but like, people the water surrounding it also has that kind of eerie vibe to it um and people have claimed that the spirits of the native americans or pirates were um perished on the island seek to claim lives in return so that's why they're like you know trying to Mm -hmm. they're trying to exact their revenge yeah exactly um and then another story revolved around explorers or travelers again and they just people just get lost and they just get into these situations that like lead into their death it's kind of no kind of like straightforward story but just like at the end just people weren't found and or there's deaths or they go missing or drowning just like unfortunate events kept keep on happening in the island and wow. yeah um so the island just lies in the fear of the unknown and supernatural um there's just a spirit haunting that place because of the events that happened and the association with the buried pirate treasures becomes like an element of like curiosity for people to go and look at the island and try to find what's there but you know mm-hmm. the curse kind of stops them from that and it just shows the power of human fascination with mystery and is also a reminder of legends and myths that um, captivate the story, like the Native American heritage mm-hmm. and their, again, their, the island's history of what happened. So people should also be aware of the island's history before trying to go look for their greed, their treasure money stuff, like. So I think that's important. Um, so that was my takeaway from my story. Yeah, I mean, that whole like spiel on, I don't know, like everything bad happening in that island. Um, and it's just the classic tale of being cursed is like a warning to anyone who wants to visit that island. But I don't know, like you see, because I was like looking like some... Uh, people are saying oh you must visit the island or you know like they're like showing all these like cool things so just wonder like I don't know do you think it's like worn off or do you think like I don't know do you think it's so there are 
there are people saying to go visit it well okay there's like this one article they're like you must visit but then you know obviously it's not exactly like it looks really dead and they they show like pictures of people on the island and everything mm-hmm. but it's not exactly like the most you know i think they're kind of advertising it as like a haunting like um what's that called like a haunt um attraction yeah yeah that's true but i feel like in this case it wouldn't really lead to your death if you aren't looking for the treasure you know that's why some people are like oh you have to go visit it you know the intention yeah it's the intention that you kind of put when you're on the island and if you like kind of disrespect what happened on there and put your greed first then i think that's what leads to these events okay i I read a review on this island on google maps oh my (laughs) god you won't even believe the wild uh, review i saw so someone a month ago said that they came here in 2017 following rumors that Captain Kidd, who's like a really famous pirate, he buried his missing treasure here, but it turns out that the island is a bird sanctuary, so there's no possibility <laughs> of excavating anything. But they said it to be careful on the island since it floods very quickly, and literally they, they sent a photo of like their, like their trip there. They said to illustrate this, a corpse of a drowning victim washed up on the sandbar as I was Whoa. walking across it and the body no is visible in the photo and I don't even want to <gasps> look at it. No way. Oh my god, Google! <laughs> NSFW like, report is, that. Oh my god. I mean, aside from the treasure, this place sounds horrifying. So I don't know, man. That's scary. <laughs> That's so scary. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it seems like a lot of people think like they like it, so... I guess they're advertising it as like a vacation friendly spot, but no. Yeah. After reading that, I don't want to go. Uh, so. <laughs> Bro, I'm like looking at pictures of it. It literally looks dead. Yeah. Yeah, there's no like wildlife. Like it's just kind of like a block of island with like sand. It's just sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the crazy part is, is that it looks like a head or something. Like oh, a little huh? head connected to like like a skinny neck like i'm looking at like a photo it's like a circle thing and then a little line connecting yeah. to the like neck. a head or an, and a neck or something i think that's what that review was talking about with the path like the the sandbar yeah, yeah. sandbar yeah because it's low low tide so like the body must have just floated appeared <laughs> bro wow that's like a textbook example of a cursed island. This is like something out of a movie, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Treasure like walk island to it. Yeah. yeah, you can walk to it. You can walk to it, yeah. Crazy. I don't know. Would you all like want to go to the, this, this island? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, me neither. I mean, I didn't even know like Connecticut had like an island and everything. Yeah, I didn't know that either. It's like. Yeah, I don't want to risk it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing really to see, though, too. Exactly. It's just, it's like one of those, like, really old, like, islands that, I don't know, just, yeah, looks so haunted and deserted. I'm gonna pass it off to Jafaria to 
end our episode with the last story. Okay, yeah, let's like end this episode. I mean, with a bang. Yeah, do you know like so what sounds do cicadas make? They make like a cricket noise, like a like a chirping okay. noise. Chirping. Okay. Anyway, that was like a weird thing. Anyway, well, the reason why I ask about cicadas is that I'm going to be covering this internet mystery. So a little different from our other stories, but should be kind of the same uh, scavenger-esque theme. Um, Cicada 3301. So basically, um, what happened was on January 4th, 2012, 4chan users submitted an image with the message, Hello, we are looking for the... for highly intelligent individuals. To find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Find it and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make us, that will make it all the way through. Good luck, 3301. So, yeah, basically, it was kind of setting the stage for what would be a series of, um, like a challenge a series of challenges and puzzles um, to find what was the meaning of Cicada 3301. And um, 4chan, you know, it's very, like, you have a lot of weird users, Very, it's a very strange, like, website, and, you know, some people don't really regard 4chan. Like, you know, a lot of people kind of like, oh, okay, you're like, this person's trolling me and you know that can't be really taken seriously Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of controversies but we won't get into that uh but yeah like so some people thought you know this person was like trolling them like it was kind of stupid and this was in 2012 so more than uh, 10 years ago so uh you know the maybe the internet culture was a little different back then and people didn't really take it seriously so, but, like, nonetheless, a few people attempted, you know, to solve this. And um, let's say, like, in the first wave of this puzzle, it was kind of like a scavenger type of game. So, like, a series. So, like, to go over this, like, whole um, scavenger type of game mystery, it would take a lot of, like, co you know, sending y'all, like, codes and um, images and showing you all, like, audio recordings. Um, Since we're not that fancy yet, um, I'll kind of summarize it to the best of my ability. Basically, um, the first wave of this puzzle was kind of like the scavenger type of game where a series of code and uh, secret messages needed to be be solved uh, from the image that the... um, you know, the 3301 provided. And once you uncovered the image, you kind of, like, it played, um, you go to the subreddit, and then the subreddit had, like, a book. Like, it would be this random, like, book. It wouldn't even be, like, okay, like, a well-known book. It would be, like, this random, like, obscure book. In this case, it was, like, the mag mabino gion like i like seriously like i don't even know what this book was exactly and then once you found that you would be led to a phone number 
And once, like, you call this phone number, like, the message, it would be like, oh, thank, like, you know, kind of, like, uh, cheering that you made it this far. And then you kind of, um, you had these, like, uh, prime uh, numbers associated with um, the, whatchamacall, the image of itself. Um, and then that image was, like, the... You have to find the dimensions. And once you found those dimensions um, of the original image, here's the fun thing. It would kind of lead to this, like, real-life scavenger hunt. So it was, like, internet, but then you actually had to go, like, it would lead to real-life coordinates to where, like, uh, these posters where um, QR codes would be um, attached on. So, like, let's say... And, and these, like, posters were not, like, in one location. It was, like, kind of all over the world. Like, one would be in South Korea. One would be in the United States. Um, okay. I think there was another in, like, Europe. Like, all of these, like, weird, obscure places, these, like, codes would be, with a poster, um, would be uh, posted. Oh, my God. That sounds like a oh, lot wow. of work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, like... Because it was kind of freaky, though, too, because you have something like, okay, let's say something stays in the internet, stays in the internet, but, like, you know, you kind of had this, like, real-life scavenger type of, like, um, hunt. Mm -hmm. You're going out. Um, and it was, like, a first-come, like, first-serve basis. Like, you know, if you were probably, like, trying to copy other people, you wouldn't be, you would uh, completely be, like, um barred or disqualified from ever like joining the next stages so yeah um wow. because like the super competitive or something it is very competitive because the cicada like um they were basically like we want the best not the followers and they literally did not like want like yeah they were they want like the most intelligent people and the QR code led to um basically um them uh uh being uh, one of the chosen ones for the first puzzle. What was the prize for this? Like what was the end goal of this puzzle? Um the end goal well we'll get to that in okay. a bit. So the first puzzle is like, you know, kind of like you're warming up and everything. Mm -hmm. So once that was like um like done with um then they were like you know never heard of until a year later oh my gosh <laughs> that sounds messed up yeah so so that was 2012 right so the next year is like 2013 and um once um so this was like beginning the second round of the puzzle and um uh, by now, like, you had, like, people who are kind of copycatting the original Cicada people. So they kind of had this, like, PGP um, signature, which was, like, uh, it's kind of like um, this. It's It just sounds for pretty good privacy. It's kind of like an encryption thing to make sure it's, like, oh, these are the right people. And, you know, you can't trust anyone else. Like, very, like, unique. So... It's like their own signature. So so that was like to make sure they were the only ones verifiable. 
and um yeah they kind of led the same like people who are basically the one the winners of the first puzzle to be um to go on these like other like scavenger hunts um and some of them were like really cryptic like uh songs or something or yeah like they were like not even like songs they were like weird yeah probably songs but you know it like kind of sound effects um and then another was like this twitter account okay i want you to remember this that had like that contained like these set of like runes so basically like alphabet but like runic alphabets so like what does runic alphabet look like it kind of looks like weird like symbols yeah oh okay yeah so um yeah and then it kind of ended off with like well just kind of just ended from there so they didn't know like exactly if they um like there were no updates after that so um they really didn't the people didn't know if they like like one or if there's going to be another puzzle but then another but then another an- like the next year after that in 2014 the third puzzle came out and then that was kind of centered around uh their this book called liber primus which i think means first book which is by um cicada and the whole thing was basically written in runes so you kind of had to encrypt that and there was like a whole series of just trying to find what that meant and um yeah like the whole the book hasn't been encrypted like or like solved um yet but it was like uh it's some of it has been solved but not all of it this sounds insane (laughs) yeah it sounds like a lot yeah why would anyone like want to go through it though but that's the thing like the this like book of itself was very um it was kind of creepy because it had like uh who cicada was and it was uh there's like weird images on in the book itself and uh there was different like uh like wording and uh like kind of like uh some of it has been translated to showcase like who they were about and uh like what's their purpose and that's why some people theorize it might be a work of a cult um in trying to recruit members i guess like market their own like message out there you know like what cults do well like they believe that censorship shouldn't be like restrict like there should be no censorship at all and privacy is something that everyone like has the right to there should be more privatized like the world should be more privatized and everyone um has a right to their own privacy and finalists received an email that describes like cicada as an international group where they want to recruit individuals to enable privacy-minded solutions so going back to the privacy part a lot of people you know they either thought it was a cult or um or they also initially thought it might be an organization that like is testing out um an alternate reality game 
like for uh like a like this whole like scavenger thing was like a marketing campaign for them but um th that was like kind of dismissed off but yeah they were basically like recruiting like the best of the best the most elite to be a part of their um organization to like enable their manifesto of privacy-minded solutions and privacy should be the most important thing who passed um and who said they kind of like wanted mm -hmm. to like be a part of it or like you know we're like okay like just to like understand more about um cicada i guess they were taken to a dark web forum basically where they had to they could communicate with cicada but here's the thing like the recruits were really like tired and just not interested because it didn't have that there was no more scavenger hunt it was basically the end of the scavenger hunt well it wasn't like exactly the end because the whole like book their liber primus wasn't um fully encrypt like translated but you know they were basically at the end and everything but yeah they were just kind of bored because you know they were basically kind of working for the um cicada and the cicada would kind of be like basically an official job where the cicada would oversee them and they would just be i don't know i guess typing code or something and yeah a lot of people they just kind of like left and you know they get didn't paid no i don't think they got paid or something i don't know i think it was more so like a passion project more than um like an actual project that they would get paid for maybe they might have been in the future but they just weren't like intrigued anymore they just got bored and yeah once like uh, um you know the last person was kind of gone from that forum like the participant um recruit uh the cicada was just yeah never heard from again I can, like, see why people got bored, because it's, like, well, what's, like, the end result of it? Like, what's what are we getting rewarded for or something? You know, like, it's so ambiguous to the point where it's, like, okay, like, now what, you know? And also, like, how many people did decipher that book? Because isn't it, like, really big or something that they had to, like, decipher the whole thing? I don't think anybody did, though, right? A lot of it was just, like, not uh, deciphered, you know? Like, some of them, like they just weren't like exactly like um to this day um un uncovered they're they're just still like encrypted and like left there yeah like there there have been like new puzzles um or not new puzzles but like like clues and everything um I guess like after 2014, like 2015, 2016, but um otherwise it was just yeah, the last message that Cicada ever like um posted from their verified um PGP was in April 2017 and yeah, they were just like the they were denying the validity of any unsigned puzzle. That was it. Wow, so they just kind of like <laughs> they just kind of didn't say anything for years. Yeah, I can see why people just got up, got bored about it. But then, I don't know, like, some people are saying, like, um, 
like they're like oh they could be a cult or something or like it could be cia but it's just like the way their messages it just doesn't sound like it could be and probably is some group that like they're just like trying to say like a message about like privacy and anonymity or like you know stuff like that so i don't think it's like anything that deep i just feel like people made it more deep because it's so anonymous like people just do that yeah i don't think it's that bad though i think it's just probably like it just wanted to have a game and then like send a message and that's it but they probably were expecting something at the end yeah i wonder how they were planning on like finishing this off like i don't know i think they just wanted recruits so a lot of people like said um it isn't uncommon for certain governments to do that and that's why some people were thinking that it was the cia or something like that Mm. um yeah i think they just wanted recruits from people like to you know join their cause that's what anonymous like you know the anonymous group like where they're just like you know they just do their own thing i feel like they're trying to like do that yeah but like for their own purposes but exactly i mean a lot of like their um theme was like yeah data security crypto cryptography um just like really like obscure like um messages like a message without a within a message that's why i was kind of struggling with like describing this whole thing and as probably my fault and not um spending some more time on it but a lot of it was like yeah like okay image uh, image to like um website website to book or book to like like more and this is like all with code Mm -hmm. to like get like a phone number or another clue which would be like leading to something you have to go outside so this was like a whole like process of you know and these like books aren't exactly like the most like they're probably they're famous but you know they're not like books everyone's like read like the average person's reading right their um desk or something it's just like really random books and sounds and um locations they probably did that to like throw people off because like to make it harder because if it was a commonly known book it would have been easier i guess to decipher versus like the most random book you could think of (laughs) so i can see that but it's just like what was the end result like what were they like they didn't even recruit anybody right at the end well they yeah they they recruited like the um, final people i guess like that's where they were um taken to the dark web forum and a lot of this like stuff um i don't know if i mentioned this like all of the some of the websites they were led to the onion and we've discussed before the onion is the dark web so you know some dark web people you know they really once you're there you're there you're you're um really in the depth of the ocean uh kind of hidden and you know anonymous and there's a lot of shady stuff that's happened that happens and hackers usually live there um but yeah a lot of like you know a lot of they just seem like very serious about it and they seemed like i don't know i guess they really want to go above and beyond in recruiting these people and just i think the people were basically tired (laughs) like 
I mean, they were interested because it was like a fun game, but once they like saw the end result, it was kind of pointless. Right, yeah. It's like what what are they like I I guess it's just your recruit for their cause and like that's it. I don't know. I I guess it's not like a strong incentive to like, you know, support it, I guess. Yeah, it's just kinda like you have to be patient to see the end result and a lot of people are kind of comparing it to like an old cyberpunk movement and yeah i mean a lot of these like like uh, posters were near like airports too so conveniently like they're in very like popular locations so like i think one was in paris um other i told you was in seoul was in south korea seoul south korea uh i think another one was like in New York or something or my and my or Miami, Sydney, like all these like kind of popular places and they all just yeah. So it's like a big international group. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they were describing themselves as. Yeah, but you know, they could have just like went on a freaking airplane during layover or some or, or like, you know, once they were on a plane during layover, they could have easily stepped out and put that but yeah i don't know yeah it's just whatever is like a global thing it kind of like weirds me uh weirds me out let us know what y'all think about all these stories and um whether they're true or not i mean or what lessons would you take out of this cicada is real but um yeah let us know and Connect with us on our Twitter. We'll be posting on there. We'll check you guys in our next episode. Hope you enjoyed the spooky, mysterious one. All right, guys. Take care. And we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.